Okay, today we're going to do that from Hey Ahmed Beis. Um, and we're not speaking about different malachas that a person could do on Arab Pesach. <coughs> and um, a lot of these uh, rules apply also to Chalamayid, but we're going to see soon. And we're, we, we're speaking about another malachas a person could do on Arab Pesach. So um, let's just start from Toshimad and Hey Ahmed all the way out the bottom. We learned in a place like this. Any malach which is for yamtif, that you're making clothes for yamtif or other things, you're able to finish it off on Erev Pesach, even though the meaning is not to do malach on Erev Pesach, but if it's a malach for yamtif, you're able to finish it off on Erev Pesach. The Bible says, when are you able to finish it off? If you started sewing or doing this malacha before Arab Pesach, when you start to use Gimel or your base, so then you're able to finish it off on Arab Pesach. If you never started doing the malacha before Arab Pesach, meaning on Arab Pesach in the morning you woke up and decided that you want a nice clothes for Yom Tif and you decided to start to start sewing something, so you cannot start a malacha on Arab Pesach even if it's for Yom Tif. Even if it's a small belt, even if it's small, then you're not able to um, start a malacha on Erev Pesach. Now, from that which Rabbi, that which Rabbi says, that any malacha which is dafka for yamtiv is mashmur l'tzerech hamayedin. When is it mutter to finish off a malacha if it's dafka for yamtiv? But if it's not for yamtiv, let's see, you're sewing um, jeans for the week, you're sewing something for during the week, you're not sewing it, you're sewing it for yamtiv, especially. So even to finish it, you're not able to. To start, for sure not. To start, even you can't. Even for Yom Tov, you can't start doing something which is for Yom Tov. But to finish, so if it's for Yom Tov, then you're able to finish it. If it's not for Yom Tov, then you have to wait till after Pesach, or Chalmud, we'll see soon. Um, but you cannot do it on Arab Pesach, because Arab Pesach is also to do Malach. Says the Gemara, Hu hadin, da'afilu nami gamrina. We like it say, that that which Ramey has said that you're able to finish something dafka for yamtif is really even if it's not for yamtif, even if you're sewing stamaze, you're just sewing clothes for the, during the week, you're also able to finish. But how come Ashmalon and that which that which Ramey has said that dafka for yamtif it didn't mean dafka for yamtif. He meant like this. That which Ramey has said in the Brisa that if you're sewing clothes for yamtif, then you're able to finish them off in our Pesach. He didn't mean to say that only if you're sewing clothes for Yamtiv, then you can finish them off on Arab Pesach. What he meant to say is that even if you're sewing, you're doing a malacha, which is very necessary for Yamtiv, because you're doing it for Yamtiv, even then you're not able to start the malacha, you're only able to finish it. But if, but the, even according to Rame, there's no difference between a malacha which is for Yamtiv, a malacha which is even for after Yamtiv regarding finishing, everything, everyone agree, every item you want to finish. On Erev Pesach, as long as you're finishing it, it's fine according to the maze. So we have two ways of learning. Um, either the maze is saying only clothes which are for Yom Tif, that you're able to finish, as opposed to clothes which aren't for Yom Tif. Even to finish, you can't. And the other shit is that no, when it comes to finishing clothes or finishing a malacha, all things are equal, whether it's for Yom Tif or it's not for Yom Tif. But the maze is saying that he's telling us a chiddush. Even if you're sewing something for Yom Tif, it's for covered Yom Tif, you're not able to start a malacha, you're only able to finish it. Margos Vaita, Tashimab, we learn in the Brahsa. 
says, any malacha which is for Yamtif, meaning for Pesach, you're able to finish it on Pesach. But if it's not for Yamtif, then you cannot finish it on Pesach. Meaning you cannot use, you cannot do that malacha on Pesach. He finishes off. If the meaning of the place is to do malach and tochatzeis, then you could keep the meaning of the place. The Baisa continues. If the meaning of the place is to do malacha, then you could do malacha and pesach and tochatzeis. But But if the meaning of the place is not to do malacha, then you can't do malacha. Meaning the Baisa is speaking about finishing off malacha. And at the end of the Baisa, it says that if the meaning of the place is to do malacha, then you can finish it off. But if the meaning of the place is not to do malacha, it's mashma, that, um, that, it's, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that you can't do malacha if the meaning of the place is not to do malacha. From here we see. From here we see, from the Baisa, that which the said clearly, that if you're doing a malacha for Pesach, then you're able to finish it off. If you're doing a malacha not for Pesach, then you can't finish it off. So the last price we brought previously, it didn't specifically state a difference between um, the Tzarech HaMeid or not the Tzarech HaMeid. But the price we found now specifically says that if it's for Pesach, then you're able to finish it off even in a place that the minig is not to do malacha. But if it's not for Pesach, then if it's in a place that the minig is not to do malacha, then it's also even to finish off small touches because it's not for Pesach. Shmami, now the Gemara finishes off. This is Maskanet, that the suffix we had yesterday. And this is Maskanet, the Gemara, that's the Allah and that if you have a Malacha, if you want to finish off Malacha, if you want to finish off final touches to item, so if it's for Pesach, then you're able to do it. If it's not for Pesach, then you have to push it off to afterwards. Going further, quoting from the Mishnah. We finished off saying that even though the Minig is not to work on Pesach, Chachamim said there's three workers who work on Pesach. Who are they? We said it was tailors, it was people who cut hair, barbers, and it was people who wash clothes because all these things are necessary. We're going to see soon why. And if you would add it, even people who make shoes are able to work on Pesach. So if you're going to walk down a marketplace in Pesach, you're only going to see four types of people working, barbers, bar- uh, cleaners, tailors and according to the Behuda, um, shoemakers. Tan, why are they after these things, Mutter? People who make clothes, if you have tailors, why is it Mutter and Pesach? Because just like a Cholamite, which Cholamite is also also bin Malacha, Cholamite is also to work, it's also also to work. Nevertheless, on Cholamite, we said a rule that a person is able to sew on Cholamite, so too, if a Cholamite is able to sew for sure on Pesach, which is only exerted upon us, then you're able to sew on Erev Pesach. That's why the tailors could work. So to Asaparim Ba'akeitzim, why could barbers work on Erev Pesach and cleaners work on Erev Pesach? Shekin Habam Yimdina Sayyam. Because we find that it didn't regard the that someone who came from overseas. So he didn't have a time, he didn't have time to take a haircut on Erev Yamtiv. Ba'yetzim Be'asasurim, so to someone who was freed from jail on Erev Yamtiv. Mesapim are able to take a haircut on Cholamayid, and Machaps are able to wash their clothes on Cholamayid. So if there's a circumstance that you're able to wash your clothes on Cholamayid, so to for sure you're able to, there's a circumstance, so to for sure you're able to wash your clothes on Erev Pesach also, because Erev Pesach can't be stricter than Cholamayid, because according to Cholamayid, some shit to say that it's us even the to make to do Malach on Cholamayid. 
So therefore, if you could do these types of malachas, I'm sure you could do them on every Pesach. Rebuilder added the third category. Rebuilder added after that Even the people who make shoes are able to work on every Pesach. Why does Rebuilder add that? As opposed to Chacham didn't mention this category. So the answer is, we find that people who came to the base of Mikdash, people who came to the base of Mikdash and the shoes were um, broken, whatever it was, they were able to fix their shoes on Cholamayt. So we see from over here, since they were, since they permitted these malachas on Cholamayt, they permitted them also on Erev Pesach. Says the Gemara, what is the reasoning behind the machlekes between Rabbi Yaisi and Chachamim? Chachamim didn't say that relate Rabbi Yaisi, if someone has a shoe shop, he's able to work on Cholam, or he's able to work on Erev Pesach. As opposed to Chachamim, Chachamim only mentioned these three people, the barbers, the hair, the, the barbers, and the the, washer, the the people who wash clothes and the tailors, but the Chachamim didn't mention um, people who wash, who people who make shoes, which is Mashmada Chachamim. You can't make shoes on Erev Pesach. So what is the reason of the argument? Answers the Gemara. My Savar, according to Rabbi Yisrael, who says that you're able to make shoes on Erev Yom Tev, Savar he holds the Medim Tchilas Malacha Misayf Malach that we learn out the din of making a new Malacha from making from the din of the end of a Malacha. What does that mean? Means like this: Since Chacham said that you're able to fix your shoes on Chalamayid, so the Behudi Yaisi takes the extreme and says not only able to fix your shoes, but you're also able to make shoes. As opposed to Chacham Chacham say, my Savar no, ain't the made in Tchilas Malachim Masef Malachim. We don't learn out. We don't learn out fixing shoes. We don't learn out making new shoes from the din of fixing shoes. That which you said you're able to fix your shoes is only regarding fixing. Regarding making shoes, making shoes is already extreme, and therefore Kondo Chachamim. They say you cannot do make shoes on on Arab Pesach. So to, as opposed to the Yesu, it says that you could make shoes on Arab Pesach. Moving on to the Mishnah and here on the base, the Mishnah says, now we're speaking about different malachis that a person is able to do on Arab Pesach. So most of these malachis we're saying now are malachis which regard to a farm. So the Mara said, the Mishnah says, if a person has hens, a person has chickens, and he um he needs the eggs, so he's able to put chickens on the, on the eggs or set up the nest and put the chicken on the nest in order to warm up the eggs um, and or to grow chicks. But also, so even though this is a malach, this is, this is a, a, a work of the field, but still we're going to see some why, but you're able to do this on on Baba, so you're able to do this on our Pesach. So to over if you have a chicken that escaped, a chicken that was heating up the eggs and escaped, you're able to go chase after it and put it back onto the nest. And if the chicken died, if the hen died, you're able to put another hen on its place to make sure the eggs stay warm. So we see over here, anything got to do with keeping the eggs warm, you're able to put a chicken on, you're able to, ex- to chase after a chicken to put it back on, and you're able to replace the chicken if it died. Another type of malachan they did in the field in those days, you're able to brush off dirt or manure from the legs of an animal, on the 14th, yeah, the animals used to walk around the fields and they their special horses and other things. They used to get the shoes very, very, their feet very, very dirty. So you're able to um, clean their feet on Arab Pesach, even though it's a malacha, but you're still able to do it on Arab Pesach. We'll see why. As opposed to uh, and so too, um, sorry, so 
we, we take off the dirt of our animal on the 14th and we put it on the, in the garbage, we put it in the rubbish outside. So you're able to take off the dirt and clean out your field. But if a maid, the chalamay, this is on air pesach, which is more stringent, what do we do? You're able to clean the animal, but you can't take out the manure outside. You have to masalk and it's done. You put it on the side of the field. So on air pesach, which is more lenient, you're able to take, once you're dealing with the animal already, you're able to take all the dirt and put it in the rubbish. But on the which is more stringent, so you could do much less malacha. So you can't put it in the rubbish. You have to, you could clean the animal because it's needed for animals' health. But you have to put it on the side of your field, and then after Pesach, you take after Chalmei, you take it to the rubbish. Another thing we could do is Malik and Kalim Umivin, the base Uman. A person is able to bring vessels to the carpenter or to the person who is going to fix them. Umivin, be able to also pick them up from the professionals fixing them, like cleaners, etc. Even though the vessel, let's say you put your phone to um, you put your phone to get fixed by the, by the, the Apple shop. So you're able to go, you're able to go on Erev Pesach to put your phone there, and you're also able to pick it up on Pesach on um, on Erev Pesach, even though it's not needed for Yom Tif, but you're still able to do these things on Yom Tif. We'll see in a second why. Asking about it with the first part of the Mishnah, the Mishnah said that we're able to put a hen on the eggs, and you're able also to chase after a hen that um, escaped. If the Mishnah already told me. In the first case, in the Mishnah, they're able to take a hen and put it on the eggs. Does the Mishnah have to tell me that I'm able to bring back a hen if it was, if it ran away? If I'm able to put a hen there in the first place, for sure, if the hen ran away, I'm able to bring it back. The Mishnah has come to teach us the rest. It's an it's introduction to the rest of the Mishnah. What does the Mishnah mean to say? The Mishnah means to say that you're able to put eggs, you're able to put a hen on the eggs on Erev Pesach. But regarding Cholamayit, <clears throat> you're not able to put a, eggs on, a, a hen on the eggs on Erev Pesach. But if you had the chicken there ready and escaped, then you're able to chase after, after it even on Cholamayit. So regarding Erev Pesach, you're able to put a hen there, and if it escapes, for sure you're able to bring it back on Cholamayit. You can't put a hand there. You say it's starting a new malacha. You can't do that. But if it, if you had a hand there from before Chalamet and it ran away, then you're able to go pick it up. Amar Avuna, Avuna said, just more details about this malacha. Shanu, we only said on Chalamet that it's muted to bring back the eggs, bring back the hand. Only if it's within three days that it ran away. Because if it's three days after it ran away, if it's still not three days, if it's more than three days after it ran away, then it's still warm and it still has feathers. It wasn't in the wild for, uh, for a long time. And therefore, it's still a healthy chicken. And therefore, if it's less than three days, then you're able to um, bring it back. But but if, and so to another thing is, yeshiva. if it, you only want to bring back the hen onto the chickens, if it was on the chicks or if it was on the eggs for more than three days. Why the pasta the pasta lay because if it was uh, if it was if the eggs were incubating for three days and then the chicken ran away, so the eggs are gonna go bad. But if it's more than three days after the chicken ran away, and now you're gonna go chase after it because now the particle similar me now it's not a healthy chicken anymore. And yeshiva or it's within three days that it's sitting on the chicken. Let's say you put it on the on the on the eggs on Sunday and it ran away on Monday. So there's no problem if the chicken runs away because the eggs weren't incubating enough for them to go bad if there's no chicken on them. So we'll get another chicken soon. So then, we do not bring it back. Meaning, 
that um, oh, let's see in a second. Ravami says, even if it's within three days of the chicken sitting on the eggs, meaning you put it on Sunday and escape the Monday, you're still able to chase after it and pick it up. Madinan, you're able to bring it back. Even Why? What is the machlekes between Ravami who says that you're able to bring back the chicken within three days and Tanakamu says you cannot bring back the chicken? If it's a big loss, meaning if it's after three days that it sat on the chicken, and if you're not going to uh, sat on the eggs, if you're not going to bring them back, then the eggs are going to go bad. So for that thing, if you to chase after the eggs, but have some more. Meaning if it's within, if it's only a small loss, for example, it's within three days that the chicken, you only put the chicken less than three days ago on the on the uh, on the hen. If it's not going to come back, then the eggs are still good. You could still sell them, but. Um, you might have to make them cheaper or whatever it is, but you can still sell the eggs in the market. So then, and therefore you cannot chase after. But if Ami says, no, we also cared about a small loss, and therefore even if a chicken was, they were incubating ready for one day, so they're already not regular eggs 100% because they were, normal eggs aren't incubated. These eggs were already incubating for one day, so you're going to have to sell them cheap in the market. And Ami says, since you're going to have to sell them cheap in the market, and therefore you're able to chase after the chicken. That's an interesting machlekes where Chachamim made their takanas in a place that someone's going to lose a bit of money. If it's a lot of money, everyone agrees Chachamim won't graze. But if it's a little bit of money, then machlekes on Miraim, whether Chachamim won't graze or not. Says the Mishnah further. The Mishnah said, they were able to take off dirt from under the legs of an animal and put it um, in the rubbish. You can't put it in the rubbish, you have to put it on the side. Regarding this din, if you have manure, if you have dirt, rubbish in the field, you're able to, um, um, you put it on the, you, you can't take it out of the field, but you should put it on the side of the field. But if you have a barn, or if you have a field, we'll see in a second what field means over here, because it's not a big contradicting. But if you have a barn or a field, you're able to even take it to the rubbish. So if it's a regular field, then you're, you're, you can't take it to the rubbish. You have to put it to the side. If it's a barn or a field, then you can take it even to the rubbish. Ask the Gemara an obvious question. I'll go for Kasha. The Bryce is contradicting itself from beginning to end. I'm not. First, you taught me that if you have rubbish in a field, then you have to put, you can't take it to the rubbish. But you have to put it to the side. And then the next statement of the Bryce says, if you have rubbish in a barn and a field, so a barn obviously is different than a field. But the Baisa says that if you have a barn or a field, we said a second ago that a field, you cannot take it out to the rubbish, you have to put it to the side. So how does that fit with the second half of the Baisa that says even a field, you could take it to the rubbish? Answers the Gemara, it's not a question. Very simple. So the first half of the Baisa is speaking about um, sorry, the second half of the Raisa that says that it's mutter to take out rubbish from a field is speaking about on the 14th, on Arab Pesach, which in Arab Pesach, even though it's Asr to do Malacha, but it's still more lenient. Therefore, Chacham said that you could take it even outside to the rubbish. Kaan, but that which Raisa said by a field, you can't, you can't take out to the rubbish. wasn't speaking about Arab Pesach, it's speaking about and therefore Chalamed, you can, you can only push it to the side, but you cannot take it out to the rubbish. One answer. Another answer, Rav Amar Rav says, Ha ha both prices are speaking about Cholamayit. This is what the Baisa means to say. 
If your barn, if your field has so much rubbish that it looks like a barn, which a barn is naturally much, much more dirty than a field. So if you have a field that's so dirty that it looks like a barn, then you're able to take it outside even to the rubbish. So we have two ways of answering the price. So either way, either we're answering the price that speaking about two different days. One day is speaking about Arab Pesach and the second Right, so the second half is says that you that you're able to take it out into the you, you can't take it out to the rubbish sigma right? And the second answer is that it depends how your field looks like. If you have a regular field, so then you can only you can only take the rubbish to the side, but you cannot put it in, you put it in the rubbish. But if you have a field that's so dirty that it looks like a barn, so it's filthy, so then you're able to take it even to the rubbish for your convenience, because says the Gemara like this. We said the last thing in the Brisa, that you're able to bring vessels, items to a professional to fix them, and you're also able to bring them back from the, from the professional's house to your house. Rav was testing us to see if we know, uh, if we know, if we know, if we know what we're talking about. So Rav asked us like this. just now. That a person is able to bring, it's motive for you to bring vessels, items to a professional, even though they're not needed for Yom Tif. So Rav asked us, I'll bring you a contradiction. In the next Mishnah, it says, You're not, it's us to bring Kalim from, from professionals, uh, uh, from a shop to your house. So we have a contradiction. Because we, we in our Mishnah, we said that it's motive to bring items from a professional back to your house. But in the, the second Mishnah, it says, we're going to, the second Mishnah after this one says that it's Asr. And the but the Mishnah continues and says, if you're scared that maybe there's gonna be they're gonna get stolen from the professional's house. Let's say this shop has a has a track record of it getting of the items getting stolen. So you're scared that if you leave it overnight in the professional's house, it's gonna get stolen. So then you're able to take it from the professional's house to another field or another house. But you can't bring it to your house. So that's what he asked us. He asked us, look, here, a contradiction. One Mishnah says that you cannot bring items from a professional's house back home. And the second Mishnah says that you could bring items from a professional's house home. So how do we answer? He asked us how to answer. How do you answer the contradiction? Mushaninon, the Gemara answered like this. And Rav said, we answered him like this. Uh, sorry, the Papa said, we answered him like this. Like Kasha. Very simple. Just like we answered before. The first verse that says that it's motor to bring items from a professional's house home is speaking about on Erev Pesach. On Erev Pesach, the Israel Malach is much more lenient and therefore we're to take them back bring them back home. The Mishnah said that's also to bring them back home. It's speaking about it's speaking about and therefore is much more stringent and therefore it's also to bring it's not the Torah Hamid. If they're not for Yamtif, you can't stand go and schlep items back from a professional's house home. One answer. Another way of answering the contradiction is both cases are talking about Chalamayit. And like Kasha, very simple. It's not a question. The first case, that which, the, that which we said um, that it's us to bring them back home is when you trust the worker, you trust the professional, and you're, you're not scared that he might take your item and steal it or sell it to someone else. And therefore, yeah, you have to leave it there. Come. The second case is speaking about Shane Mamina. You don't trust the professional. You trusted him to fix your um your your clock, your watch, for example, but you didn't you don't trust him that he's not gonna steal your watch um eventually steal your watch or sell it, and therefore you um you are able to go and bring it back. 
Ask the Gemara Vatanya, we learn in the Braisa. Oh, the Gemara brings a proof for this. Vatanya, we learn in the Braisa. Mivin came the base when a person is able to bring items on Chalamid from a professional's house. Kagain Hakad, Mibesa Kadon. If you have a jug from the drug maker, Vakais, Mibesa Zagos, and a glass cup from the glass maker. But you cannot bring wool from a wool buyer. And you cannot bring vessels, any other items from a professional's house. Only specific items we let you bring from a professional's house. But if you don't have anything to eat, if the professional doesn't have anything to eat, meaning he doesn't, he doesn't have any... Um, he doesn't have any vessels. He, he needs his own items to eat. Then you give you pay him. Let's say you tell him to fix a cup, and the professional says, "Please, can you lend me, lend me a cup? I need a cup to drink from." So you're able to pay. You pay him for his work, and you lend him. You leave the item there in his house. But if you don't believe the professional, you're scared that the carpenter you're scared is going to sell your cup to someone else. You take the cup away from him, and you put it in someone else's house. If you're scared that they're going to get stolen, you're able to bring it home, but um, not in a public way, so people shouldn't see you bring your items from the carpenter's house. So what do we see from here? We see from here that the price clearly makes a difference between if you trust the carpenter, if you don't trust the carpenter. If you trust the carpenter, then you should leave it there because there's no reason for you to bring it home after today. If you don't trust him, it's going to get stolen, then you're able to bring it home. Says the Gemara, Mivin. Okay, so we answered the stira that we asked that you're able to bring it back home. Yeah, we asked one Mishnah says you can't bring it back home, and the other Mishnah said you could bring it back home. So that we answered. But Kasha, but we have another contradiction. One Bryson said you're able to bring it to a carpenter, and the other Bryson said you can't bring it to a carpenter. Yeah, the Ktani ain't Mivin, the Koshkin ain't Malikin. The Bryson said you can't bring it back home. For sure, you can't bring it. You can't bring it there. So this you didn't answer. So answering what? So we have to say, okay, you can't answer that we scared it's gonna get stolen because we're sitting bringing it to carpenter's house. So what does it have to do, a connection to if you scared it's gonna get stolen or not? So we have to answer like the first answer we answered before. But the first answer we answered before was that there's a difference between erev pesach and cholamayet. On erev pesach, it's more to bring items and bring back items. On erev. On Chalamay, this answer not only to bring back items, but even not only to bring items there, but even to bring items back. Um, okay, let's stop over here by the Mishnah. We'll continue tomorrow from the Mishnah on Nunhei Amad Beis. Have a good night.